Welcome to An Unexpected Launch, a series of stories about ordinary people who've navigated extraordinary circumstances. Join us for conversations with women, men, and children involved in mixed orientation marriages or marriage where one spouse is straight and the other is gay. Todd and I go way back. We went to pharmacy school in San Francisco many years ago. I knew Todd's wife, Lisa, and he knew my husband, Matt. Women for One, a community that supports women in sharing their stories, recently published my article describing my husband coming out and my journey thereafter. Always looking for new ways to connect with others, I posted my publication on Facebook. Todd commented, I share a similar experience. Since, Todd and I have connected over the similarities in our journeys. Todd expressed his frustration in the lack of resources to help individuals navigate learning their spouse is gay. He acknowledged that there's no script, no recipe, and it's frightening and lonely. This lack of relatable resources is a common theme amongst those both straight and gay with whom I've spoken. Todd has graciously and bravely agreed to speak with me today with the hopes of contributing to this growing community and resource. Hi, Todd. Welcome to an unexpected launch. Good morning, Kristen. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. So, Todd, we're just going to to dive right in, and I would love for you to share how you and Lisa first met. Well, we met in uh, undergrad. I was my junior year, I think her sophomore year. Uh, we were actually going, I didn't know her before then, but we met at a party of a mutual friend. Uh, at that time, she had a boyfriend, um, but I think they were... Um, falling apart or on the outs. Um, We met, we talked, and about six months later, we started dating. I love that. So you start dating. Tell me the moment that you fall in love with Lisa. Well, it was probably, probably within the first six months. I mean, I just felt like, you know, she was uh, very attractive, uh, very smart, um, we shared a lot of things in common, activities. Um, we moved in uh, together right away and started a, a relationship fairly quickly, looking back on it. Um, but, but I think just my enjoying spending the time with her, getting to know her, um, and looking back, it was probably... You know, somebody that really liked me, and I could I could really get that sense from her that she liked me, and I liked her. So you like each other, and you you move in, you you go on to get married. You and Lisa have two beautiful children. What did you love most about your family prior to Lisa coming out? Yeah. So um, to go back a little bit, we went. We were together in undergrad, and then I decided to move away to pharmacy school. Um, she subsequently followed about a year after that to go to nursing school. Um, and, you know, through professional school, where you knew us, um, we decided, I think in our third year, my third year, to get married. Um, we stayed in the state, uh, you know, where we uh, went to school and raised a family and started, we knew we wanted to have a family, you know, have a couple of kids. Um, we just enjoyed, uh, you know, life in the Bay Area, enjoyed that. And 
you know, raising the kids was wonderful. We shared a lot of uh, experiences together, traveling. Um, you know, we were on a little bit different schedules. She would uh, work nights and I would work days. So we were both sort of tag teaming as far as parents. Um, just enjoyed uh, raising the kids together and spending a lot of time with them. So you're, you're busy raising two young children, you're both working, sometimes at opposite schedules. Life just tends to move along um, at, that, at that pace. And during that time, did you have any suspicions that, that Lisa is lesbian? Not, not in the moment, um, but sort of looking back, I guess you could see that there may have been signs. Uh, in undergrad, you know, we had several friends that were lesbian um, during uh, her nursing school. There are also friends that were lesbian. Uh, a woman who was our photographer at her wedding was a lesbian and her partner officiated the wedding. Um, you know, so there were probably more lesbians in my life at that time than um, maybe uh, some other, you know, of my friends. Um, but never did I get an indication that she was specifically attracted to other women. You know, it's interesting because you, you certainly were part of that community um, and, and didn't have any suspicions. And, and, you know, I, I really just, I, I, Matt and I didn't have many friends who were, were gay or lesbian. So I wasn't really connected with or familiar with, um, the gay community. So you don't really have any suspicions at the time. Tell me about the moment that, that Lisa came out to you. So for a few years um, prior, uh, Lisa came out about uh, a little over 10 years ago. Um, but a few years prior to that, it seemed like she was going through sort of a, a life change. She just didn't seem settled, didn't seem happy. Um, you know, she made a, uh, a huge trek uh, to Asia, um, just trying to search for something. And I guess, you know, really not knowing what that something was. Um, but the, the year she came out to me, she sat me down. I don't recall exactly when it was, um, looking that far back, but she you know, told me that um, she was in love with somebody and it was still fairly new, that these feelings that she had, but it was actually somebody that we had known since uh, undergrad um, and some, someone that she had spent at least the last four or five summers um, visiting and, and taking like backpacking vacations with, uh, with this woman and uh, a few uh, other friends as well. So I remember when, when Matt came out to me, I don't remember really the specifics, but I remember, I remember exactly how I felt in that moment. How did you feel hearing that from Lisa? Um, sort of shocked, uh, um, not, I guess not shocked, just not shocked as in I was surprised. It was more shocked, like, oh no, what's going to happen now? You know, what does this mean? Um, where do I fit in all of this? You know, these were things like 
in the moment, but it was also something that I felt over the next few months as I'm sort of piecing all this together. You just feel like you're kind of walking along and all of a sudden you're not paying attention. You come to this edge of a cliff and you take that step. That's sort of the feeling that I can recall having when I heard that. It's like that step of going off the edge and having no control, feeling it's like, what does the rest of my life look like? You know, you go along thinking that you sort of, in your mind, you have this life plan of what you're going to do. You know, the kids are a certain age, you know, then they're, they're going to move out and then your life's going to look like this. And all of a sudden, all that just went away. And it happens in an instant, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and I can just recall that my level of stress that summer uh, just rose like stress that I'd never felt before. You know, I had my first, what I would, I would assume others say is a nervous breakdown. Um, you know, I felt like you mentioned, you feel all alone. I felt even now looking back, it's been, you know, a decade, but you can maybe hear in my voice how difficult it is to kind of relive all of that. Um, but it was, um, you know, you feel all alone. You don't know who knows. Um, you know, you don't know what your your life is going to be like after that. And you, it's it's just this panic and this fear. Well, I think we as as humans so desperately want to have control. And Todd, I felt the exact same thing. I I felt that I had my my life planned out. I I knew exactly where I was going until I had absolutely no idea. And it's the fear of the unknown that can be so paralyzing. And when you're used to being part of uh, a marriage and a, a couple and a family for so long, as, as both you and I were, it, it's, it's just incredibly unsettling. So, Todd, um, after Lisa came out, you, you two remained married for, for quite some years. Can you share your perspective on, on the decision to remain married? Yeah. So that summer after she came out, you know, we were trying to figure out, you know, I asked her, well, what does this all mean? Are you leaving me? Um, and I don't think that Lisa had all the answers. And, you know, this woman that she fell in love with was, you know, uh, in a different part of the state. Um, this was probably a relationship that they were only having uh, at a distance. Um, and Lisa felt like, no, I, I don't know what this means yet. You know, I'm just in love with this person, uh, but I still want to be with you. You know, this was something that was a recurring theme that we were, we were going to try to work out how to still be together, you know, because that was most important. That was most of her life at that time was being with me. And the kids at that time were probably late elementary, early middle school age. Um, so leaving wasn't something that she wanted to do. And since I felt like, um, you know, if there wasn't a major disruption to my life and we were still, you know, getting along and being felt like we were being together, uh, raising the family, that's ultimately what I wanted. So I stayed um, sort of to, you know, 
fulfill that, uh, what I thought would be my life or how I saw my life, you know, being married, having kids, growing old together. That's what I wanted. Um, but so after about a year of trying to navigate that, there would be good, you know, days, bad days, good weeks, bad weeks uh, together. We decided to seek out uh, professional counseling to sort of navigate how, how would this be? Obviously, Lisa felt and identified as lesbian, uh, but she still wanted to remain uh, with me. Um, and at this time, she uh, was continuing to be uh, faithful. Uh, physically, it was only a emotional thing uh, for her, uh, at least that I knew of from my perspective. So we, we went to um, therapy together. Um, we would go once a week. And our therapist was somebody who had not a lot of experience with couples who one of them came out and then decided to stay together. You know, she had uh, limited experience with uh, a gay man coming out and how they would sort of navigate the, the split, but not really of people trying to stay together. Um, she gave me references that I would read the stories of others, but it just, it didn't seem to give me much uh, guidance, didn't seem to really help that much uh, with that. But over the years, we I'd say after about three years of navigating, um, mostly working on our personal relationship, um, not really touching on, you know, what it would look like for Lisa to be lesbian in a relationship. But I got to a point where I could see Lisa still wasn't um, happy. Um, she still needed something more than just our relationship. And I actually got to a point where I could allow her to have uh, the relationship with this other woman, both emotionally and physically, um, but within a, a sort of a boundary, if you will. It was, as I said, this woman was um, on, you know, far away, lived far away, and um, Lisa thought that if she could see this person maybe two, three, or four times a year, uh, that that would, we would try that out and see if, you know, she could have express her uh, feelings for this person um, while still being in uh, our relationship. And uh, we tried that. Initially, it, it worked. My panic attacks came back. <laughs> during those times where Lisa was away, uh, found it difficult to go to work. Um, you know, by now the kids are in high school, so that, you know there's things that are going on with the kids. Um, but Lisa and I would communicate about her her trips. You know, as long as I sort of knew where she was, what she was doing, uh, we just maintained an open dialogue, and that helped me a lot to know sort of what her frame of mind was. And again, it was probably me being, you know, scared and afraid of losing all that I had. You know, if she ended up leaving me or, um, you know, me and the kids, I'd be all alone. And, you know, looking back on that, I think it was um, that fear that sort of, you know, kept me there. I don't know what the end goal would be for me at, at that point. 
you know, how I couldn't imagine beyond the moment of what my life was going to be like if she were to, you know, have this relationship with this other woman and continue to have a relationship with me. You know, Todd, so unlike you, I I had suspicions for a very long time that Matt is gay. And for the very same reasons that wanting to be a family, wanting to be together, wanting to grow old together, uh, so afraid of, of being alone and what that would look like. I, um, you know, I just, I sort of, ex- I, I, though he denied it, I had sort of, I came to this acceptance uh, later on in our marriage that I suspected he was gay and, and that I was going to just sort of go with it, very much along the lines of what you did. And in talking with other individuals, there's this desire to keep the family together and this this love that you have for this person and the life that you have together that you really do go to extraordinary lengths to try everything. Um, and so I think it, there that's just something that's that I... I have found comfort in because I, I carried I carried some shame and guilt that I didn't push Matt harder. But as I as I listen to other people, it's that that deep desire to still remain that family, that couple. And I think that, that that's something that a lot of people just simply can't understand. And and every family is so different and and yes, there are similarities in each of our stories, but how we went about it, it is very different. And that's one of the reasons that I'm so grateful for you to share your story because I'm talking with some other couples who are in the midst of trying to decide what to do. And I said, you know, every family is so different. And so you're going to have to figure out what works for you and what works today might be different than what works tomorrow. But um, it's, 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 definitely confusing to to navigate well you know lisa i could tell she was in pain i mean obviously she was depressed and in some ways once she came out to me she um we actually got along a lot better um we were able to communicate a lot easier um it was like the person who lisa needed to be was now here in the world and it was acknowledged and she came out to a lot of friends and family Um, about the same time that she came out to me and I wasn't even aware that she had done that, you know? Um, But I became, I was like, you know, I I felt like I still love this person, right? That didn't change. I still love Lisa and I wanted to support her the best that I could and still maintain who I was. You know, I didn't want to lose who I was, you know? And, And so by her having a relationship with this woman a few times a year at a distance, it wasn't something that it's, that was in my daily life. You know, my daily life was a lot better than it had been um, before she came out. Um, and I could just deal with those few times where, you know, she needed to have and be with this other woman. Um, I didn't feel the need to have an open relationship on my end. Um, you know, my needs were being met and, and with the family and with Lisa. Um, we continued to enjoy travel together and 
raising the kids together. And so what I really wanted to do was provide a space where Lisa could be who she wanted to be and just be a happier person. Well, I think when people are are able to be who they are at their core, your relationship does does shift to that more authentic relationship. And and there's a piece, you know, I, I saw the same thing in Matt when he came out, there was a piece inside of him that he finally could be who he was. And and I, I wanted that that for him. So so you're tell me what ultimately led to you and Lisa finally separating. So it's probably after about um, four or five years of, of her relationship with this other woman. I think I still don't fully understand, but I know that at one point, um, this is probably about three years ago now, it was about six months before we split up, that um, this other woman decided that she wanted more than just the, you know the few times a year. Um, and I think that she had wanted Lisa to leave me. Um, Lisa didn't want to do that. Um, and they split, you know, they, they cut off their relationship. Um, but I could tell right after that, uh, Lisa, you know, became depressed again. And it was, you know, still things weren't right. Um, things got to be a little strained in our relationship. Um, and so it began to feel like from my perspective, like it didn't really matter that Lisa was with me, you know. Um, she was sort of in this mourning period for not being able to be in a relationship with another woman. And it, it felt like, and maybe selfishly, but it felt like I didn't really matter to her anymore. Um, so I thought, well, you know, we're going to have to start from square one, sort of navigate this. How is our relationship going to now change? You know, what does this mean? And she started to go to a support group. Um, for um, women, and she met somebody there. And this person lived just down the street from us, um, and she wanted to start up a relationship with her. And I said, well, that's just a little bit too close to home. Um, by this time, the kids were uh, had gone off to college, and I said, I, I just don't think that I can sign up for something that's going to be uh, in my daily life anymore. And... Uh, you know, we decided to, to split. How did your two children learn that Lisa is, is lesbian? So it was it was kind of odd because it was soon after she came out, and and we did have um, friends in our community, women that had been married and had kids. Uh, they were friends of my daughters um, that there these women left their husbands um, and they were, you know, co-parenting still in the same town. They didn't live far away from each other, but uh, Lisa came out um, on Facebook and I can remember when my daughter, um, Emma had said to me, you know, dad, what does this mean? Um, So, you know, initially it was, you know, that she has these feelings or this is who she is. You know, but we're still a family, you know. It was really something that I don't think a, a late elementary schooler could really understand. Um, we talked about probably about five or six years after that. Um, 
I was actually on a trip flying across the country uh, doing a solo trip that um, Lisa wanted to tell my daughter. Um, and I said, well, I really would like to be there. I felt like this was a mutual decision uh, that you know we needed to be there with our children. Um, but she took it upon herself to tell Emma outright without me being present. Lisa felt like it was more something about her uh, rather than about us. Um, and it was on my trip that I got a call from uh, Emma, very worried about me. And I reassured her, you know, no, you know, this is something that's been going on, something that we're working about, something that I've agreed to, I've signed on with, and that I support. So um, I, I just think that Emma had felt, you know, very worried and, and protective of me. Uh, it was about three months after that that we uh, talked to Aiden about that. And did you and Lisa tell Aiden together? I think that it was something that he had already suspected and maybe Emma had even told him, you know, already said something to him. Um, but it, as I recall, we probably, you know, talked to him. Aiden's more of, uh, you know, it's like, oh, he sort of suspected and he, you know, or, or had already heard about it and it didn't really, you know, it didn't really affect him too much about that. I think trying to figure out the best way to ch tell your your children, it, it's it, that that was a really difficult conversation for us and decision. It took us some time to figure out how best to do that. And even though we talked to a counselor, everything that he suggested, none of it, you know, none of it just seems quite right. And so you you find your your own way to do it. Um, so Todd, you um, you definitely had some time between Lisa coming out and your marriage ending, but. After your marriage ended, how did you navigate those those first few months? Um, now knowing that you are moving forward with with um, divorcing and and um, changing your family, how did you navigate that? Yeah, it was it was pretty difficult to do that. You know, when we decided, um, we actually decided together to tell the kids. So we sat them down. Um, my son was away at school. You know, my daughter had been had come back. Um, for a, a week and we sat them down separately but we talked to them together and I think that's how I would recommend if, if you know others out there need to you know are coming out uh, to their children that, is, that they sit down together um, but once we did that I think and, and talked about you know we're separating and, and what that's going to look like and how I mean kids that age they want to know how it affects them uh, less likely, you know, less apt to think of like, how is this affecting my mom or my or, or my dad. Um, but you know, we tried to navigate uh, after telling the kids. It's like, okay, now what? You know, um, I decided that you know I didn't want to stay in the house. I think there were too many memories for me. Um, like I said, the kids were already out of the house. Um, you know, I wanted to make this as easy as possible, the separation. And I felt like I'm probably more adaptable. You know, I'd already gone through this life change of, of my, you know, the person that I had known for, you know, I've been with for nearly 25 years, um, coming out about eight years before. Um, I adapted 
to that. Uh, and so I said, you know what, you can have the house. I want the freedom to decide what's next in my life. Um, so within three months I had moved out. Um, and, but it was a difficult time. You know, she had through this process, I mean, we were both hurting. Here's a relationship that we had for, you know, 25 years and it was ending. It was Lisa and I met when we were very young. I was 21. I hadn't had any long-term relationships before Lisa. Um, she had had a couple, but these were, you know, boyfriends in high school type relationships. Um, so really, you know, our relationship was the one that we knew for most of our lives. Um, and we were trying to figure out how, how do we separate, you know. Um, but where I felt like I didn't have anybody to go to, she had this new person to go to, uh, which was difficult. So when we would have conflicts about separating, um, you know, Lisa could just literally walk down the street uh, and find a friend and, and a, a consolation. Um, but I didn't have that. And I'd be in the house, in the home, alone, feeling empty. Um, I, I just knew I needed to get out. So um, I took minimal provisions and found an apartment and moved out and started to figure out what was next in my life. So you're you're in you're you're in a new spot with with minimal provisions and you're looking to recreate your life. What did you turn to that gave you the strength and inspiration to to re recreate that as you moved forward? So I had um, you know friends that uh, obviously knew um, a friend in uh, Minneapolis. Um, you know, St. Paul area, uh, and, and I would talk with him. Um, I had a friend who was a neighbor when Lisa came out. Um, she was a great source of strength and support. She herself uh, was a lesbian, um, so you know, we got to became you know, we became friends, and we were friends, continue to remain friends to this day. Uh, but she was able to help, uh, and a coworker at work, you know. Uh, we shared uh, not a similar story, but we shared very personal uh, things with each other. Uh, not about three months before Lisa and I split, uh, and this person uh, became a great source of uh, support for me. You know, I could talk with her um, and just share my feelings. Um, so it was really leaning on my friends. Uh, and, you know, really close friends, maybe had three to, to four very close friends that I could communicate with when I needed to. So I didn't feel lonely uh, about what was next. Um, and when Lisa's father, my father-in-law, heard that we were splitting, uh, he wanted me to, uh, wanted to let me know that he was there for me. He says, I want us to talk uh, at least once a week. Um, and we've done so for the last um, three years. I love that. You know, originally, when when Matt and I separated, I I cut off contact with all of his family, and I did it because it was too painful for me to. I loved Matt. I, I love. I shouldn't say in the past. I love Matt's family, and it felt too painful and. <laughs> From a very immature perspective, I was really jealous of the time that 
Matt spent with with all of these people that I felt well I should have been there I should have been there with him and it took me probably a year or a year and a half and I reached out to Matt's mom and uh wanted to reestablish a, a relationship with her and I'm so grateful uh she and I are are closer than ever and it's it's really important to me not only for my own healing and the satisfaction of relationships that I have in my life, but for our children, for us all still to really be connected as a family. Yes, we look really different, but it's, you know, these are people who've been in a part of your lives, as you said, 25 years. And so I think it's incredible that that those relationships still can be maintained. And yes, they do look a little bit different, but the beauty and the love still still remains. Well, when she came out, um, you know, like I said earlier, I didn't know who she had told, um, you know, in our community, local community, but I didn't know, and family members who, who knew as well. And I received the support from both her father and her mother, um, and they had been separated since she was uh, a little girl. But they both separately, you know, contacted me and said, we support you. We want you know to know that you. We are here for you. Anything that you need, um, you know. So they were aware of the situation, uh, and they wanted me to you know to know that I wasn't alone. And that that was really something that felt great. And during that time, I mean, it was a huge support to know that my mother in law, that my father in law, were there for me if I needed. They weren't you know abandoning me. Um, and to this day, you know, my father-in-law have a uh, a great um, a great relationship, probably closer than my own father. One of the things that I've been really struck by is these sort of these gifts that come into your life unexpectedly. Yes, you've you've gone through something traumatic. You've had this loss, but. There, there are these gifts like this relationship with your father-in-law that certainly um, transformed in some way and you're very close. What would you say some of the other gifts of this journey have been for you, Todd? It was about the same time that uh, when she came out that I started learning how to fly. Um, my grandfather was a pilot by hobby, and this is something that I'd always wanted to do. Um, and I think it was something that I needed. We talked earlier about control. Um, it was something that I could leave the earth, and I controlled, you know, where the plane was going. You know, I kept it aloft, and I could land the plane. I could travel places, and it was all for me. Um, I remember describing it back then. It was it was my Prozac. You know, it was the thing that gave me joy in a time that was very unsure and unsettling. Um, and Lisa supported that. Um, it wasn't uh, inexpensive to do. Um, it was a very expensive thing to do, but it was something that, you know, she recognized that was very, very important to me. And I think that was uh, a gift. It's, it's, a, it's something that I, I'm glad I did because I think I would have had regrets had I not been able to do that. Um, the other gifts, uh, I think I've been actually become closer one-on-one -on -one with my children, even though we are, you know, they've moved away. Uh, I've moved away. We communicate uh, probably more than we did when we, the kids were growing up. 
um, we're more adult now. Um, they are young adults and, you know, they see that I'm happy um, and they know that they both have the support of their mother, Lisa, and myself. Uh, and, we, you know, we're still there for them. And I think that gift is, is very important. Well, those are absolutely beautiful gifts. And I will say that I share uh, the feeling that one of the things that's been such a gift to me is the relationship that, that I've developed with our, our children. Um, it's so much stronger. And for that, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful. Is there, is there any lesson that you would want others in our situation to know one, one piece of advice that you could give? Yeah. You know, I think during this whole process, you know, my partner, my life partner who I wanted, you know, foresaw that I would be with the rest of my life. You know, I didn't want to, I was never, um, mad, upset. You know, I, I want, I think, you know, try to be respectful. This is a person, you know, Lisa had, great difficulty coming out. She probably struggled with this for years, um, this lack of self-identity. Uh, you know, I myself have gone through, since you know, the divorce, gone through uh, a sort of a relearning of who I was, you know, who I was maybe before a relationship, very happy with who, I, who I've become, the relationships that I've made. I've made more friends now than uh, I think I had made during our relationship together. Um, you know, I'm more truer, I think, to my, who I am now. But uh, during the whole process, even through the divorce, the separation and the, and the divorce, you know, just being fair to the other person. I, I never wanted to be um, angry or I didn't want to take it out on her. You know, this big change in my life I didn't look at it as Lisa's fault. I mean, it's not her fault that she's lesbian. You know, it's, I, I wanted to be respectful. And I feel better for, for knowing that, that I didn't do these petty, maybe petty things, not becoming angry and not trying to take advantage of her or blame her. You know, I feel good that I stayed true to myself um, during this process. So I would say if, if at all possible, you know, try to help the other person. It's not easy for them as well. Mm, I couldn't agree more. That's beautiful. Thank you, Todd. Tell me your greatest hope. Um, well, I hope for both of us, you know, I hope like Lisa's happy. Um, you know, I want her to be happy. I know it's probably been a difficult process for her. Um, I've gone through this journey um, after separating um, it was, wasn't easy. There were very dark times, you know, being alone in a, in a small apartment, not having any of the things or the surroundings that I had had before. Um, I've made a, a, a big life change. Two years ago, I decided I would move out of state um, and move, you know, halfway across the country to start a new life. But I'm very glad that I did. Um, I hope I made the right move. It feels like I have. I've got great support, great friends here, uh, um, a new job, uh, you know. Uh, so, I mean, my hope is that um, I can continue to grow, learn more about myself. Um, I feel good that I'm on that journey. 
I look in, in back just two years ago when I started that uh, after the separation and the divorce, I really didn't know who I was. In fact, uh, one person I started dating online, um, you know, being a person who'd been in a relationship for 25 years, all of a sudden being alone, you just don't, that doesn't feel comfortable. Um, and I talked with somebody and her advice to me was take some time. Uh, you're still trying to get to know yourself. Um, and I would have that same advice for uh, anybody else uh, is, you know, this is a big life change. Don't jump into anything right away. Think about it. Get to know yourself. Get to know what you want. Um, a friend of mine went through a divorce. Uh, it was uh, not one where he or, or his spouse came out, but it was a divorce nonetheless. And, and that was my advice to him. So take time. Uh, get to know who you are. Um, and that's my hope is that anybody out there does you know, get a good chance to get to know themselves. Um, I think you have um, gotten to know yourself as, as, as I've gotten to know myself, and I think we're happier for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. You know, I think that prior to, to Matt coming out, I just was sleepwalking through my life in some sense, and I never really thought about what I wanted. And and I will tell you, I've had a couple of dark moments sitting in an apartment by myself, not surrounded by anything familiar. And boy, it's at those really low, dark moments that you start to, though it was so incredibly uncomfortable, start to think about who you are. And I think that it's really hard. We go through life where we're students, we're we're colleagues, we're, we're spouses, we're parents. We don't really think about what we want. And in some senses, when I think about the ability to have the opportunity to find myself, in some senses, I was forced to, I had to, I didn't have a choice, but I'm really grateful for it. And I, um, I, to- I just absolutely agree with you that throughout this process, it has been fantastic to think about, huh, what do I want to do? And some of the things that I've decided I want to do, I, I would have never thought of previously. So um, there are those gifts that, though it's so painful in the moment, when you come out on the other side, you look back and think, oh, that was that was pretty fantastic. <laughs> well, for the, the, the first year after, you know, during the separation and the, and the beginning of the divorce, um, I saw personal counseling and that was one of the things that my counselor you know asked me she said, well what does Todd want I'm like well, well what do you mean I mean this is something she was like well no it sounds like for the last eight years you've been um, finding out what Lisa wants you know but what does Todd want and I never really thought of that and it's sort of that whole year I was like I honestly don't know now what I want I mean it could be anything and I just didn't allow myself for so many years to, to even say what I wanted or think about what I wanted. It just seemed, I don't know. And now it's like, huh, it is what I want. And learning that and how to feel okay with having needs and having wants and being able to ask for those things and uh, fulfill those things. Um, that was just something that I'd never, never really thought of. It, it feels very liberating, very, um, very exciting. 
Well, you've got a lot of excite a lot of exciting things ahead of you. Is there anything that we have not talked about that you would like to share? No, I, I think you know just to to come back to the it, it really feels good that good feeling of you know hey here's something that I had a very traumatic life experience. I mean, this is like um, you know on the order of, of a death in the family. Right. I mean, it's a death of a relationship that you put a lot of years into and in some ways a death of a family. But I mean, the family sort of uh, evolved. It evolved in in the moment and for eight years after. But I stayed true to who I was to the best of my ability. I was supportive of my partner through the whole process. I allowed her to have what she needed. And when it ultimately didn't align with what I needed, um, I, I didn't become uh, angry about it. You know, uh, it was, it was what it was and I stayed true. Um, I stayed fair. I uh, stayed loving to her uh, through this whole process. Um, and I feel better for that. I don't look back and have any regrets. I love that. Todd, I am so appreciative of you talking with me today. It's an absolute honor to hear your story. And I know that you will be inspiring to others. And these are not easy things to talk about. And so I just want to thank you for your courage and for being so open. And it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thanks, Todd. Well, thank you, Kristen. Um, you know, thank you for giving me this opportunity. I think it gives me a chance to kind of rethink. I think when I saw that you had posted um, in your story and, and when we talked about it, it, it gave me a lot of, uh, you know, it's like, huh, I hadn't really kind of gone back and thought about a lot of things. Um, and I actually look forward to listening to some more of your podcasts. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Todd. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share an unexpected launch with a friend. Aidan Duncan produced this episode and composed the music.